everyone. This is episode 694 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, November 15th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Vizhnez, and today I'll be talking about XM19, The Last Guardian, Tracks the Train Set Game, Yaga, Valferis, Jalopy, Spaceland, Morphe's Law, House of Golf, and that's not all. That's kind of all. And I'm going to start with XO19, which is happening right now through Saturday in London. London, England, to be exact. I know you're probably thinking, huh, is it in London, Ohio? I love London, Ohio. They all talk so funny down there. Uh, I don't know why I said down there, because Ohio is not in the south. And I don't know anything about London, Ohio. It could be a wonderful place. I've been to Columbus, Ohio, and that was quite nice. So if London is anything like that, it's probably quite nice. Uh, London, England, though, is a shithole. I'm just kidding. Unless you've been there, and then you know I'm not kidding. It's it's fine. It's just another big city. When I went there many years ago, probably like over two decades ago at this point, I thought it was kind of boring because I expected leaving the country to see something different, and London is just another big city. The one nice thing is that when I was there, oh, uh, I want to get this. And I, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, it's whatever, six pounds. This is just an example. And then I go to pay for it. I'm like, how much is this? And they're like, it's six pounds. What? There's no tax? I don't have to get change out or any of that shit? It's just what it is? Ha <laughs> ha. That's amazing. Sales tax. I wish it was just built into the price across the country. I hate sales tax. It's stupid. Change is garbage. Throw it away. Uh, so that was nice. But London is just another big city. But uh, XO19 is happening right now, and Inside Xbox had their big event showcase yesterday, and I watched it this morning. Uh, I skipped around, but um, I wanted to bring it up because there were a few announcements that had me very excited and left me surprised. I wasn't expecting them, even though these are things that I thought to myself for months or years. What the fuck's taking so long? And to have them finally announced and be real I was just like oh, finally this is happening and the things I want to mention that I of course there were new games from Rare which looked okay um, some people are saying oh it's like it's their take on Breath of the Wild but the thing that bugs me about is that it seems they're doubling down on the whole co-op aspect and I really wish that they would get back to making single-player experiences and maybe this new game, I forget what it's called, but maybe it will have a satisfying single-player experience, but Sea of Thieves did not. So that doesn't leave me hopeful for this to have anything that I can enjoy playing by myself. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to being proven wrong in that sense. We saw a new Obsidian game, which is... It, it looks like the Save the World mode from Fortnite with a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids theme attached to it, which could be fine. That, that's my favorite mode from Fortnite. I played dozens of hours of Save the World mode up until the point where playing solo wasn't viable, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I think shooting zombies masked how not great the shooting feels in Fortnite, but uh, some people love the shooting in Fortnite, so whatever. But that could be interesting. Uh, but the, the big things that I was excited about and surprised to see there, uh, I feel like they 
could have been somewhere else because they were kind of big deals to me at least. Uh, the Yakuza series is finally coming to Xbox, and that was for me of all the things the biggest. What the? Why did it take this fucking long? Like, I understand why a lot of Japanese games don't make their way to Xbox, given that it's made absolutely no dent whatsoever in the Japanese market. In large part because it was more expensive. It had the Kinect, which is especially bad in Japan where people don't have these large spaces that can utilize the Kinect. It was just a real shit show for Xbox at launch. And after that, it's just like, why? Why, why get it? You're not going to get any games for it. So I understand that. But a game like Yakuza, ever since over the, the last few years when it really got popular in the States, it just felt like, okay, it, they have to be working on this. Like, and the fact that it took this long to just get an announcement it was uh, surprising to me. But I'm very excited. We're getting Yakuza 0 and Kiwami 1 and 2. So the first three games in the series. And I'm assuming that over time we'll get the... What is it? 3, 4... Is it just 3, 4? I, I can't remember what came to PS4, but there's that collection that's coming to ps4 uh yakuza 6 was a ps4 game i believe um so i'm assuming and hoping that we'll get those over time as well but the yakuza games are coming in 2020 and the even bigger surprise is that all three of them will be included in game pass so it's just awesome because to me why i've wanted them on xbox is because one i think they would fit uh, given the type of games they are, these these brawlers that are, are seeped in Japanese culture and really silly and just really fun with surprisingly good stories. But what I'm happy about here is that this opens up the audience and, and will give so many other gamers who've never had a chance to play these games a chance to play them. And if they have Game Pass, it's just like, I'm super excited to see Yakuza in the hands of Xbox gamers. And I will 100% replay Yakuza Zero, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy them just to show them that they belong on Xbox. Even though I have Game Pass, I'm still gonna buy them because I'm like, hey, these belong here. Don't ever do this again. You don't don't keep this from us. So maybe we'll get Judgment on Xbox at some point, which would be nice. And then another, well, why why did it take you so long? Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the the two collections. I think it's Kingdom Hearts. 1.5 and 2.5 remix and then 28 or 2.8 prologue thing or whatever uh both those collections are coming to xbox one as well and those if you put them together collect all the kingdom hearts nonsense prior to three it would have made sense to release these before the release of three since these all take place before three. Maybe if one of them or some of them take place after three, I don't. I don't really know. But um, that's awesome as well. And you know what? I'll finally give Kingdom Hearts another go, even though I already have them on PS4. Like, I just love seeing more reasons for me to not turn on my PS4. At this point, I think my PS4 is really just an exclusive machine. Um, and specifically like PlayStation exclusive, like Days Gone, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, etc. Not third party exclusives, specifically first party games. I can't think of any other third party things off the top of my head. So I'm just I'm excited about that. And what else did we see? There were there were some other interesting things. I'm 
didn't know it was happening. I kind of expected it to happen, but my friend Pedro, I believe that's the name of the game, which I think is only on Switch and PC at this point, which is that like, side-scrolling action platformer where you can get into these slow-mo crazy things that just, they look really cool. And it was like, Twitter was just full of gifts of this game up until its launch. I don't see them anymore. But um, that's coming to Game Pass. I don't know when the date is, but a lot of cool little things announced at Inside Xbox, which was nice. I, I don't remember Inside Xbox having this much stuff last year. And I still don't like Inside Xbox overall because I don't really care for the personalities um, that they have there. But it was a solid show in terms of announcements and all that jazz. So that got me pumped. I, I, when I heard Yakuza, I just kind of flipped my lid. And all the Final Fantasy games are coming to Game Pass. are already there. Uh, this is, you know, 7 through 10 and all like, the backward. Like, Game Pass is it's just a ridiculous deal. I look at Game Pass... And even though I still say it's it's not for me, I like to own my things because I, I don't like the idea of playing something and then it being taken away from me. Uh, or playing something and putting it away or finishing it and then wanting to return to it and then it not being there. That is something that I just don't like. like I don't mind that with music. I, I, I'm weird in all these things. Like With movies, I want the hard copies. With games... I've been okay with digital, with music. I don't want really to give a shit anymore at this point. Um, in, in large part because with music, I just kind of have found the stuff I like, and I just listen to the same shit, and I don't really venture out outside of a few Utah, uh, YouTube channels that I pay attention to, basically because I like to see these live or acoustic performances. But... um. Yeah, that's pretty much it for XO19. For me, there's some other stuff. Uh, there was a game from... Who was it? There, there was a game that almost looks like... The, the thing is, there are a lot of survival games coming out. Uh, Rust is coming to Xbox One, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, as, as long as it doesn't run like shit. Like a lot of these, like... I, I'm assuming PUBG feels better now, but like... DayZ is a mess, and maybe it's gotten better... But I always get a little wary about these PC games that have had... I, I don't know how the, the state of Rust at this point. But um, there was a game that kind of looked like it was going to be a Viva Pinata, but with like weird creatures, alienish creatures, and then it turned into a survival game, and I got really disappointed. I don't remember what it was called, but I saw it, I'm like, what? You just like you caught this animal, you're like you lured it in, and then you're like building around it, and you like build a home for it, and you're building feed spots for it, and you're farming. Like this looks awesome. Oh, great. Nope. It turns to night. And now there's monsters, and like fucking god damn it. Um. But hopefully that's not a huge part of that game, which is kind of reminiscent of uh, what is it, Slime Rancher? Because evil slimes can attack your ranch at night. I think. If I'm remembering correctly, it's been a while. I should really go back to Slime Rancher, but I think the reason why I haven't is because I know I could get so lost in it. But that is XO19. So, The Last Guardian. I finished it yesterday. I think it was yesterday that I finished it. Whew. I, I played it for Attack the Backlog. I am putting A Link to the Past on hold again because 
I want I want to play that game when I have a really meaty cushion and I let my cushion kind of deflate a little bit because I just I needed a break. I was exhausted from gaming, not just playing through backlog games or anything like that, but just like I was exhausted in more ways than one, not just with gaming, just like in life I needed a rest overall. And I want to play that game when I have a really thick cushion. I want it I want it full. I want to pump it up <laughs> and I want to just be able to dive deep into a link to the past and give it all of my attention and not have any sense of in the back of my head. Oh, well, there's only so much time until I need to get this episode out there or whatever. Um, Cause I think that game is like 10 or 15 hours uh, depending on what you do or whatever, but maybe it could be even long. Like I, I want to go into it. And I want to just explore everything. I want to venture through the entirety of that game and just soak it up like a fresh sponge. Uh, so I decided to play The Last Guardian because I thought it was like a six hour game. And then I went to How Long to Beat. Um, and it was like 12 to 15 hours. I'm like, son of a bitch. Um, but I finished it in nine hours. And it is, it's a fucking mess of a game. I don't, I don't understand how the game reviewed as well as it did i think it averaged in like the seven to eight uh range probably got some nine to, like i to me this is a four out of ten at best trico is an amazing creation trico is probably one of the greatest creations of this generation maybe in all of gaming just from like look at this creature this animal hybrid of different parts the ai for it and all that like they are amazing. I, I think Trico, from a design standpoint, from a way they act, um, isolated, uh, is amazing. But throwing that creature into this game and the things you do, it's just a fucking mess. Because the thing is, I will go in-depth with all this in the Attack the Backlog episode, of course, and I'll be more uh, non-hostile. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get too hostile, but the thing is, multiple times while playing the game, I had to check a guide because I wasn't sure what I had to do. Only to find out when I checked that guide that I was doing the right thing, but it just was that Trico was being exceptionally stubborn in that moment and not listening to a fucking thing I was saying. And when I say Trico wasn't listening to me, I mean there was like five minute stretches where I would just be in this area I'm like I think I need to go there and I keep pointing like Trico you know in my fucking little kid um and I'd be like let's fucking go where I'm fucking pointing I'm pretty sure that's where I have to go and then I would get off and I would just walk around this area I'm like well I guess that's not where I'm supposed to go where else can I go I'm looking I'm looking there's like I don't see anything else I'm gonna get back on Trico hey Trico fucking let's go come on Let's go. And he wouldn't listen. And then I would check the guide and be like, well, you have to do exactly what you thought you had to do. You just have to. And the guide, too. I was using uh, a polygon's guide. There'd be more, like, in every single section of the guide that I ever checked, it's like, well, you have to do this. You can do this. You know, if you have better luck uh, getting Trigger to listen, you're like, what, what kind of fucking. Like, I hope the review was like, this game could be good if Trico ever listened to your fucking ass. 
But um, I I have a lot of things to say about the game. There there are multiple issues where like the game will have things get like there's a point where you're stuck in a body of water underneath like a grate or whatever, and the way you get out is to get Trico's tail through the grate or this Trico's tail is supposed to fall through and then you climb it up and get out. His tail got stuck on geometry or whatever and didn't fall through. And I was just swimming around like, Where, how the fuck am I supposed to get out of here? And then, to just rub it in my face, the game has uh, you in the, the future, whatever. You're technically in the present talking about this time with Trico in the past. And you say in the dialogue, it's like, oh, and then I did this with Trico's help and got out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nothing like that happened. I'm still stuck in this fucking hole. And you just have to spin around, and this was in the guy too. You you know you might just have to swim around and around and around and around and hope that that makes Trico move around up top, and then eventually he'll get to a place where his tail will fall. Like it's it's a mess of a game, and I understand that. Yeah, Trico's like an animal, and animals do like I've had many cats. I understand that when you go, you know, you like pat someone, and you want them to come in. Like, come here, come here, come here, and they just stand there. They don't stand there because they're a fucking cat. But they sit there, all stoic-like, and just look at you with a fucking stern look on their face. Like, you think I'm going to listen to you? You think you're the boss of here? I don't think so. You might be big, but I'm the boss of this place. And I'm like, you don't want my sweet loving? I just want to pet you. I just want to pet you. This is not for me. This is for you. Come on. And they just look at you and then turn away and shove their butthole in your face. Fun fact. This is something I actually thought was kind of cool. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, Trico has a butthole. Um, it's a very cat-like butthole. Um, so that's that's cool. But uh, yeah, that'll be an interesting episode to script out. And uh, I've also decided with the Jack the Backlog, something I've wanted to do since the beginning, and I, I battled with myself from the beginning, but I'm going to go back and change everything and then going forward after episode 32. I'm not going to say it in the episode, but um, going forward, I'm not going to number the episodes, even though I don't think that's a terrible thing. I think it's it's better for it to just be, here's Attack the Backlog, this game, colon, this game, so that it's just like, it's not an episode that's in order. You have to do anything like that. You have to feel like you have to listen to them in order or anything. It's just like, here is the... Uh, episode for this particular game so that's gonna happen so now get into the actual games I played so tracks the train set game is a game I guess you could call it but it, it, it's basically a little sim thing where you create train tracks of those like old I guess they still sell them I, I don't know because I don't have kids but like I feel like maybe things are fancier now or, or not, but those old train track sets that were made of wood, really simplistic in design, and just really cool when you're a kid. Um, and you basically just build these sets in a handful of environments, some that are pre-built, with like one that is a, a bedroom nighttime set with a Christmas tree. And it's just... It's a really sweet, adorable, charming game, and I, I played it for maybe like an hour. I was building this thing in the Christmas nighttime thing, and it's got like the most lovely music too. And after I, I put my set together, and then you can get into a first-person view in the train, 
and adjust the the speed of the train and all that and then you could back out and then watch it as like just looking at it as a set i started to get a little teary-eyed because it's just like with the music and like it reminded me of a time when i used to love christmas it's just I, I think it's a really sweet charming little thing it's on game pass i believe uh, i got a code for it and i just i really like it, it it's super simple you have a lot of customization options in terms of adding buildings uh, and trees and, and, and whatnot. And it's really nice. You can make super elaborate train sets or simple ones. And I, I really liked it. Uh, it controls pretty well moving around the environment and, and placing the tracks and all this stuff. I, I do wish, and maybe there is, but I, I didn't remember seeing it, an option to just have a free camera where I can move freely around the environment. But um, I really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, more so than I expected. And I wasn't expecting such a, a weird emotional response from playing it. And then Yaga is an action RPG game where you play as a one-armed smith who is the unluckiest person in the world and the king sends you out on an adventure because he wants you to get as far away from possible because you are destined to ruin his kingdom or whatever because a witch cursed him and it's a beautiful beautiful game and I, I don't know how I feel like I got stuck almost immediately because I didn't know where I was supposed to go because I didn't realize that this one mission required me to leave the town but it's a game I need to definitely put more time into. The The combat feels alright. You get a claw thing for your handless arm, which allows you to grapple onto things and get over uh, spaces, gaps in the environment. Uh, combat feels alright. You can upgrade your hammer. Um, but it's a very, very pretty game. There's a fair amount of talking didn't really care about any of the story that hurt like i appreciated the rhyme and all that but the in like all of the in-game chatter that isn't voiced i didn't really care about the actual story bits that are voiced i'm like oh decent voice acting i like the rhyme yeah it's 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 okay what it has going for it are the visuals but I, I thought that the the mini map the mini map looks really weird in terms of just like it looks like visually like it's from some it is super pixelated and blown out and just doesn't fit in you can't access the map in its entirety from what I could tell if if you could it wasn't showing up in the options which was really annoying me. And yeah, there, there are, I, I feel like the game overcomplicates a few things, um, which is a little bit frustrating. And Valferis is a side-scrolling action platformer that reminds me a lot of Doom Troopers for the Genesis. It's very bloody and violent. You'll be cutting enemies in half and blowing their heads off. And it... I don't really like the way it feels all that much. 
I kind of wish there was a double jump. Like, the jump isn't super satisfying. You have a base gun, which shoots slowly, and then you have a sword, which you can use to kill enemies, and I found that to be much more satisfying. Overall, you'll get special weapons as you play that will use a other type of, not ammo, but like, um, I don't want to say fuel, but like the thing that powers your shield, which can catch enemy projectiles and then you can shoot them back, which is kind of cool. That same energy uh, is what you use for your special weapons. And you get this energy back by killing enemies with your melee, which works for me since I like using the melee. I, I find that there are times where the gun just doesn't seem as accurate as it is to get up close to an enemy and attack them because they don't seem to like attack you immediately if you get too close to them. Uh, I like the checkpoint system, which I think is something that has been in other games like Ori and the Blind Forest, where you will get these bugs or something in the environment, and you'll come across checkpoint spaces, and you can use the bug to activate those checkpoints, but of course you can save those, and you know if, if you are doing really well, and your health is still full, and you come across a checkpoint, you can say to yourself, well, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, I've been having a good run. I don't need to waste one of these to put a checkpoint here because I'll definitely make the next checkpoint. Of course, something could happen and you'd be thrown back to the last checkpoint you activated. So there's a bit of a risk-reward system there. and Not really a reward system, but just uh, you may come to a point where you keep using all your checkpoint things and then the next one you come across, you don't have a thing to activate it and then that becomes a, bad, a bit uh, of a problem. You can also upgrade your items your, your weapons at a checkpoint if you have enough of these red crystal currency things um it looks pretty good uh, pixel art there are a few points in the game where i could see the seams and i'm just like oh that looks a little rough but overall it doesn't look too bad story whatever i, I didn't care at all um but it seems all right it's from the same Studio, I believe, that did that Volrog the Viking game or whatever. Um, but yeah, that is Valferis. Um, I played that, played Valferis and Yaga and the train set game on Xbox One. Uh, and then Jalopy, also on Xbox One, is a game where you are putting together Jalopy. I think it takes place in Germany because I think they were talking about the taking down the wall. Uh, so it takes place, takes place in the past. It starts out like it, it's just a game about tedium nonsense. You start off putting the car together, which is an exercise in tedium. You got to put uh, a new door on it, and then you have to put the engine in piece by piece. And you're getting dialogue from this dude who slows down the process. And you have to put every single tire on, and then you got to tighten them all. And then you get in the car, you got to turn on the ignition yourself and it just then proceeds to be this really slow boring car ride which you just which just involves you avoiding like oil spills all over the thing so that it doesn't get on your windshield and then if you get too much you might turn on your windshield wipers and find out that those don't do jack shit um but uh yeah i came out on pc like in 2016 or something and i i, I don't like it i don't like the way it looks I don't know if this is the reasoning because I'm still not confident about 
my ability to uh, distinguish frame rate and all that. But it seems to run really sluggish. And I don't know if that's because it's got a, a low frame uh, frame rate, uh, a low frame rate. But that really bothered me. It didn't. It didn't feel smooth, and, and that was problematic. And, and your buddy who is on this journey with you, because you go on, you're going on this um, long drive or whatever. You stop at places, get into a motel and, and crap like that, whatever. But the dude with you has a really weird looking jacket that doesn't. It doesn't look right. Um, it feels like it's it's some weird texture that shouldn't exist. Um, but that's Jalopy. If you like tedium in your games, play Jalopy. Spaceland is an XCOM-like with a much more pleasant aesthetic. Uh, it's a bit cel shady. It, it looks pretty nice mechanically. It's pretty solid. And if you're in the market for a new XCOM-like game, it's not too bad. Pretty simple, uh, easy to get into. You know, I'd say it's pretty good for younger folk because um, you know, even like Mario Plus Rabbids could be surprisingly challenging. Um, and a lot of these games tend to lean towards the the lean towards being more challenging than not. And Spaceland uh, also has a like a, a easy mode as well. Uh, it's definitely on the easier side, which is nice. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good way to dip your toe in the waters of tactics games. So uh, that, that's worth checking out. I play that on Switch as well. Also on Switch, Morphe's Law. It's on PC as well. This is some people might remember this um, shooter, online shooter where you play in teams of three, I believe, yeah, three, four. It depends on the mode, or I guess it depends maybe just on how many people are playing. I didn't have a hard time finding people on Switch, which was nice and surprising. It's also the first time I've ever played anything online on Switch. But this is the game that has a like, Day of the Dead type of aesthetic. And when you are shooting an enemy if you shoot them in the head your head will get bigger and theirs will get smaller and you shoot them in one of their limbs yours will get bigger and theirs will get smaller so that you become an easier target as you're doing better and they become uh, less of a target or harder to hit and from a design standpoint like conceptually I, I think that's a really good idea at least on switch it doesn't feel all that great it defaults to using motion controls, which really confused me. I'm like, why can't I move my fucking cursor? What is this shit? It seems to have inconsistent, generous aim assist, which I, I could not understand why it worked at times and why it didn't. Um, it, it it didn't lag or anything like that, but it, it still didn't feel entirely smooth. It just... It was a bit of a letdown. I was excited to play it, and it wasn't grabbing me. Um, See, so yeah, that was a bit of a disappointment. Then House of Golf is a miniature golf-esque game that takes place in a house. So you have a bunch of nine-hole courses that are in different rooms. You have one in the kitchen, one in the garage, one in the bedroom, etc. And it's really simple and that's kind of a problem uh kind of a problem specifically in the design of the holes a lot of them are really straightforward and don't 
offer you a lot of variables and and how you can tackle them or how you can get a hole in one uh, a lot of them are really straightforward and just like okay i just do this and i'll get a hole in one or you know um and that's that's a bit frustrating it doesn't look too bad i wish that when you hit the ball and then it got to a point where it was moving slowly but still moving like maybe there's a, a small incline that you could just press a button and have it skip ahead to where it would stop doesn't do that i hate that um but it, yeah it's just it's really basic uh i don't see there being a lot of replay value i, I don't look at the the holes that i played and think you know what i would want to play this a bunch um because they have the thing where you can just play hole by hole and try to get holes in ones and increase your stars and all that on uh, the, the various holes. And I'm not really, I, I don't see any incentive to do so because the holes aren't all that interesting. They're pretty barren. And uh, I wish that the game tracked the ball better instead of having you to do it. In times where maybe they're going down swirls or they're turning around. The camera doesn't automatically track the ball and, and give you a, a nice perspective behind it. You have to do that yourself, which is a little annoying. Um, yeah, that that's House of Golf. And that's pretty much it, right? We, we did it. Clappy, clappy, clappy. Yay, we did it. Um, so yeah, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Before I get to the plugs and all that shit, I do think my next game for Attack the Backlog after Little Last Guardian will be Asura's Wrath, which I'm excited to play, even though I, I think I don't play all that much in that game. I'll just be like watching a lot of stuff and then pressing buttons here and there. Um, but that's fine. I could use some silly nonsense after the fucking nightmare that was Last Guardian. Anywho, once again, I'm your host, Marcos Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much everywhere. I don't know why I said Instagram. I, I don't use Instagram anymore. I really have never really used Instagram um, over the last six months. Maybe I, I got into it for a few weeks here and there, and then I deleted the stuff I put on there. I'm like, Hi, what is this? Um, so yeah, I don't Instagram. Just I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But um, I'm on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog. And, of course, there will be a new show joining the network pretty soon, I believe. I don't know if they've told me exactly when the first episode will be going live, but 13 Nightmares, unless they change the name, I believe that's the name, will be a horror movie-themed podcast from the same folk who brought you, who bring you, Pixelated Paranormal. Not all of them. You'll get some new people as well. Um, so get excited for that. And of course, all these podcasts are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye!